Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show that is all about helping you and everyone out there in the learning and development, talent development worlds, up your game, get better at the jobs that we do, impact the people in our organizations, and be more successful in our careers in L&D. I have been running this podcast now for five years. We started it in the middle of 2017, I think May 2017. We've done well over 300 episodes now of the Talent Development Hot Seat And we're still going strong because I'm still learning new things every week. So I hope that you are as well. And I know some of you have been on this ride since the very beginning and some of you in the middle and some of you just joined recently, just found this podcast. And to those who did, I say welcome. And to those who've been around for a while, I say thank you so much for being here and being along for this ride. And I hope that you've gotten tons and tons of value as I have from running it. And today's show is a little bit different than normal. Usually we have interviews almost every episode for the last five years, 300 plus episodes has been interviews with guests in the talent development world. But today you have just me. It's a solo episode. And I want to talk to you today about career development and specifically the three pillars that I believe are essential for successful career development, successful career growth in your organization. And, And these are not complicated just something I made up recently as I have been going through, you know, not like a research project, but really having many, many, many conversations. So if you followed me for a little while, you know that I published a book back in 2020 called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. It is designed to help corporate professionals stop drifting and take control of their future. And I'm very proud of the book that I wrote and that we put out there. I'm proud of the impact that the book has made so far. I'm proud of the fact that we have over 250 five-star reviews on Amazon. You go look at the rating. It's nearly 100%. I think one person left a three or two people left a three-star review, so it's 99 point something percent. 
five stars. And I'm grateful to everybody who's left a review. And I'm very proud of what we've done so far. And I also feel like we're just getting started because I know most of you have still not read the book yet. And that's okay. If you haven't, I would love for you to go to Amazon and grab a copy. It's called Own Your Career, Own Your Life, Stop Drifting and Take Control of Your Future. I guarantee it will help you in your career as well as help you think about supporting others in their careers as well. And since I published the book, I've shifted a lot of the work I do into the career space. I used to run a lot of leadership development workshops and programs, and I still love leadership development and helping leaders, but I've shifted a lot of the work I do into career development. And the timing ended up being fortuitous because many organizations are talking about career development or thinking about how do we help our people grow in their careers and develop in their careers. And this is one of those things that, you know, it just happened to coincide with, you know, as the economy started booming again from the very the beginning of the pandemic and all the things that were going on and jobs that were being created and everybody started talking about the great resignation and the great reshuffle, the turnover tsunami, whatever you want to call it, right? People moving around and companies saying, oh, we've got to do more for retention. And I am just having lots and lots of conversations with people in learning and development, talent development on a weekly basis. As if you follow me, you know I run a membership community called the Talent Development Think Tank. I also connect with people all the time on LinkedIn and have Zoom calls and have lots and lots of conversations. I go to conferences. I went to ATD back in May. I also went to Josh Burson's new Irresistible Conference back in May in LA. And I can tell you the number one hottest topic of conversation that I heard was about career development, career growth, and about talent mobility. And we'll get to that in a moment. Talent mobility was a hot one. And the reason why this has come up so much, it's not just that there's this great resignation going on, this great you know turnover tsunami, great reshuffle, whatever you want to call it. It's not just that. It's not just that we are you know supposedly post-pandemic, right? And more and more people work remotely and get to choose where they live and where they work. And so they have more options and people are, are taking advantage of that and moving around more. It's not just that companies are having to make decisions, right, on whether they force people to come back into the office or they let them stay at home, whether they require vaccines or not. These decisions all impact people, right, and whether they choose or want to stay working in that organization or they want to go somewhere else. But really, the two biggest factors that are really starting to come to the forefront here are do people feel like they're growing and do they feel like they're contributing? And I've talked about this in the past. This is not something I made up. I learned from the great Tony Robbins, whom I've studied under. I mean, not like, you know, like an apprentice or anything. He has no idea who I am, <laughs> but I've read his books and been to his workshops. You know, when I went to Unleash the Power Within UPW years ago with my wife, one of the things that resonated was he, he talks about the six human needs. And he basically said that all fulfillment comes from growth and contribution. And I have internalized that and studied that and looked at it and analyzed it. And I really do believe it's true. I think that when you think about the times where you felt really fulfilled in your career, when you think about the people in your organization, when they feel really fulfilled in their careers or their lives, I think we feel the most fulfillment when we are either we feel like we're really growing or we are really contributing or both, right? And it helps that you're doing something that you enjoy doing, right? But when I talk to people in talent development and learning and development from different organizations, different industries, and I ask, hey, do you do an engagement survey? What are you hearing from people that they want? Or when they talk about their retention being lower or their attrition being a little bit higher than it used to be, and I ask, well, do you do exit interviews? What are people saying 
that they want or the reason why they're leaving or what they're seeking, what they're looking for. But a lot of the data comes from engagement surveys from people that currently work there. The number one thing that comes up again and again is career growth. People want to know when they come to an organization that they're going to be able to grow in their careers, that they're really going to be able to learn new things, gain new skills, grow, get experiences, you know, add to their resume and, you know, feel like they're not just doing the same thing over and over again. Right. And some jobs they just need to, right. But most people want to feel like they're growing and, and some say that it's, it's really being pushed by the younger generations, the younger millennials and Gen Z, which is entering the workforce now and or has been for the last couple of years. And we may do a separate episode about Gen Z. I have a, a member of our community who is fascinated by Gen Z, sent me a book about it that I haven't gotten to yet. But I'm really interested in, in that topic as well. So this is being pushed by the younger generations. But really, I think everybody wants growth in their career. As long as, you know, maybe the exception is the people who are within five years of retirement and thinking, well, I'm almost done. I just want to get through these last five years and then go live my, my next phase of my life. Most people are thinking about growth. And by the way, even for those people, <laughs> you know, I'm recording this in the middle of June 2022, the market has really pulled back quite a bit. And I'd be willing to guess that uh, several people who are think were thinking they were going to retire in the next couple of years are probably now thinking, I- I'm going to be working a couple more years because the market is so bad. And that's just, just unfortunate when you when you plan to retire, it happens during a bear market. I have you know grandparents that did that. And you know, it's just kind of one of those things, right? I'm I'm feeling the effects of that as well. This is not a show about the stock market. We can do, <laughs> we can do a financial show later. I've made my share of investments and mistakes, and and certainly feeling the the brunt of this bear market right now. And so I'm not retiring anytime soon. But I'm also really really enjoying what I do and and feeling like I'm making an impact. We'll get to that in just a moment, which is why I'm not going anywhere, even if I had the money to not work anymore. But people really want to feel like they're growing, right? And when you think about your own career and when you really feel fulfilled, for me, a lot of times it comes from growth. That could be doing things outside of our comfort zone, doing things we've never done before, taking on a new project, a new role, a new challenge, or it could be, you know, gaining a new skill, you know, working on a project that's that's helping us acquire a new skill that we didn't have before, you know, doing new things where we feel like, hey, I'm growing. I'm getting experience from this. You know, I'm obviously I'm I'm getting a paycheck. I'm doing what I'm being paid to do, and I hope things are successful for my company. And I hope I'm here for a long time. But if I'm not, I want to walk out of here with new skills that I didn't have before. And people really want that growth. They want to know they're able to grow in their careers. And when they say grow in their careers, you know, we are expanding the definition of that. Right? It used to just mean the career ladder. Can I get promoted? Can I move up? And can I? become a manager, a senior manager, a director, a vice president, that sort of thing. That cop- that topic is also coming up a lot in conversations with L&D people that, hey, we want people in our organization to think differently about their careers, to think differently about their growth and their trajectory and not rely so much on the career ladder and the promotion because it's not happening fast enough for people. A lot of times those roles, those promotions are not available. They're just not there yet. The people above them have not moved on. They're not moving anytime soon, Right. You know, see our previous conversation about people not retiring. A lot of those, you know, people stay longer in the workforce now, right? Less of those promotions are available and people have less of a chance of moving up the ladder. So we want them to think about other ways that can be growing. My good friend, Julie Winkle Giulioni, who was on this podcast recently, published a new book not long ago called Promotions Are So Yesterday. 
and it's all about helping people really expand their horizons. And she does a lot of work with managers to help them have conversations with employees to think differently about how they could potentially grow in their career, getting new experiences, lots of different things. And speaking of Julie, I'll pivot over to the second thing that people really want, right? The, the first thing is growth. People want to know that they're growing. The second thing is contribution. I mentioned earlier, Tony Robbins says that all fulfillment comes from growth and contribution. So you think about the times when you felt really fulfilled in your career, in your life, chances are it was because you were either growing or you felt like you were really contributing to something or both, right? So contribution part is Julie Wigliglioni, who wrote the book, Promotions Are So Yesterday, when she was doing the research for the book, and we talked about this in the podcast interview, if you listened. So I just looked back and Julie Winkle Giulioni has been on the podcast three times. And the most recent time was episode 292, 292, which was published on March 8th of this year, 2022. And that episode was all about her new book, which is called Promotions Are So Yesterday. So make sure you go check that out. And in that interview and in her book, she talked about the research that she did. And, and the research she did, she, she surveyed several people around the working world. She found that there were a few different things that people were excited about for their careers. And the number one thing for almost every age group, because she separated them out, was contribution. People wanted to really feel like they were contributing to the organization, to the greater good, to the world, whatever you want to call it. You know, you could boil this down and say, people want to feel like their work matters, Right. Many of us have had that feeling where we spent hours working on a report or a project, and then we brought it to our manager, and they were and their man and the manager's like, "Oh yeah, we're not doing that anymore," like or just doesn't even look at it or even respond. Right? It's like sometimes I I spend a couple hours working on a proposal for a client, and then I never hear back from them, and it's like, "Oh, did that work even matter? Did they even look at it?" And it could be frustrating, right? When you feel like you've done work that just doesn't even matter versus when you do, you work really hard on something and you see the impact of it, right? You, you work really hard on building a new learning program and it gets implemented and you see people learning things and really appreciating it and, and feeling like they're growing as a result. We all know hopefully that feeling as well. It's a great, great feeling. We want to feel like we're contributing. We want to feel like our work makes a difference, like our work matters, like our work is appreciated. So People want to grow, and they want to feel like they're contributing. For over three years now, the Talent Development Hot Seat podcast has been proudly sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage Performance Group provides creative learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best at what they do. Advantage helps leaders lead, sellers sell, and businesses flourish, and you to be more successful at your job. The Advantage website has great free resources, including this podcast and an amazing webinar series that include topics such as innovation, future storming, inclusion, sales, leadership, and so much more. To get access to all of our free resources, as well as overviews of the solutions that Advantage offers, just head on over to AdvantagePerformance.com. That's AdvantagePerformance.com. The other dimensions of career that Julie talked about in her book, by the way, the seven C's, I think, was contribution, competence, connection, confidence, challenge, contentment, choice, and climb. And I won't go into all of those. You can go back and listen to my interview with Julie. You can go get her book. But I would say that many of those fall in the growth category, and then you have contribution. So consider going all the way back, you know, tying this all together, that people to feel fulfilled want growth and contribution. They're saying in 
surveys, engagement surveys, that they really want career growth. They want to feel like they're growing. And if they don't feel like they're getting growth, then, ah, uh, you know, maybe it's time to go look around and go somewhere else. And what I'm also hearing from organizations and seeing is that many times employees, especially those early career professionals, they do a job for a year and a half, two years, what some of you may consider old timers may consider not long enough, right? Like in the old days, you would do that job for eight years and you would wait for your manager to tell you that it was time to move up and you've done your time, et cetera, et cetera, right? We all know those times have changed. Things are not that way anymore. We can argue the merits of some of the younger employees who seem to want a promotion every year and if that's even possible. And I know the frustration that's out there, but consider the employees who are doing a certain job for a year and a half, two years, and they're starting to feel like, okay, I've done this for a little while. I feel like I want to do something else now. And I can relate to this. I don't think I ever did one job for more than a year and a half or two years in my career. And even in my own business, I've been running my own business now for a couple of years, and I'm just always iterating and evolving it, right? I never want to be doing the exact same thing. I'm always giving myself new assignments, if you will. But Consider that employee that's been doing that job, especially early career, year and a half, two years. They're looking around social media. They see their their friends doing exciting new things, and they don't feel like anything new is coming for them, right? Like they might work for a big company with 10,000 plus employees, but not really sure where they're going in their career. And they haven't had a career conversation with their manager in a while, right? Their manager has not scheduled that career conversation because their manager is busy, right? There's a lot of stuff going on and they've got their own work to do. And so they haven't had that career conversation in a while. So, so John or Sally or whoever it is just doesn't feel like they know where they're going in their career. And they're cruising around LinkedIn one day and, oh, there's a job with a new company and so-and-so is hiring. And, oh, this sounds exciting. Uh, you know, I'm open to it. I might as well give it a shot and check it out, right? Because I don't really feel like I'm going anywhere in my job right now. It's fine but it's not exciting. I'm not growing. And what do they do? They apply for that job or they take that call from that recruiter or maybe even they take the job and then they go somewhere else. And what I'm hearing from people in L&D, in, in leadership at these big companies is frustration because, whoa, where are you going? We have so many opportunities for you right here. If you would just look around, if you would just have a conversation with your manager, take advantage of the tools and resources that we have that you could find another opportunity here. And this is the challenge and the problem we have right now in the so-called great resignation where many people are resigning for the right reasons, right? They're just getting a cool opportunity, another company. They want to try to do something different. They've been at their company for a long time. Maybe they don't agree what the policies have been putting in place. But a lot of people could be staying with the companies they're with and just finding new things that they could be doing to continue to grow and or feel like they're contributing. Because remember, what those people want, whether they say it's about money, and maybe for a few people, it purely is about money, right? They're trying to pay off their student loans. They're trying to save for something or take care of their ailing parents, whatever it may be. But a lot of times what people really, really want is they just want to feel happy and fulfilled, and they want to feel like they're growing and they're making a difference in their careers, right? They want to feel like their work matters. They want to feel like they're growing. They want to feel like their work matters. That's what people really want. That's what drives fulfillment. And people want fulfillment. At the end of the day, that's what they want, right? So how do we give that to them? The three pillars to providing successful career growth and fulfillment and getting employees where they want to be are the following, all right? So this is a framework that I made up recently. Again, it's simple, 
but I think it encapsulates everything that I'm seeing and that's going on in the career world. And if you just write this down and think about how you're addressing each of these three pillars, I think you're going to find that you can make some great progress. And I know many of you are already working on these, all right? So pillar number one is the company, right? It's the organization. The organization must provide the pathways, the tools, and the resources to help your people, their people grow in their careers, right? To find that career growth and that fulfillment. Now that might look like, you know, straight up ladder promotion opportunities, which is, it's still like that in some organizations. It might be new and different ways to move around, right? To say like, hey, here are all the opportunities and things you could be doing. Here's a career roadmap, right? Here's what's possible for you when you start working there. Instead of a, a black void, right? And a black hole or whatever, a, an abyss where you're like, well, I just started working here and I have no idea what's next for me in my career. I'm just waiting for my manager to tell me what to do. That's frustrating. People don't want that, right? So the organization is providing the pathways, the roadmap, whatever it may be, the tools that are available, right? Are there, is there some type of technology that helps them, right? So many organizations are starting to play with technology now to help create more talent mobility, maybe even a full-on talent marketplace, For example, I'm working with one right now, a technology company called NetApp, and I've had their head of talent enablement, Larry McAllister, on this podcast a couple times. They are using a technology platform called Fuel50, F-U-E-L-5-0, to enable their talent marketplace. And I have no affiliation with Fuel50. I've never used their software, so it's not an endorsement. They are one example of uh, many different platforms that are out there that can help you build a talent marketplace so that... People feel like it's easier for them to move around and find new opportunities. So organizations need to provide the pathways, the tools, and the learning resources, right? And most of you are doing that, whether you are providing courses through LinkedIn Learning or Udemy or Degreed, whatever it may be, or their live courses or tuition reimbursement, right? You are providing the tools and the resources for people to do learning. So when people are like, I want to grow in my career, and I want to be able to learn. And people are hungry for learning and growth right now. It doesn't mean they necessarily feel like they have the time to do it. But from what I'm hearing from those engagement surveys and those conversations, people are hungry for learning and growth right now. They want it. They want to feel like they're growing in their careers. And that includes learning, whether it's online courses through LinkedIn Learning or Udemy, whether it's live training classes that they attend, workshops, whether it's formal education, whether it's reading books and listening to podcasts, people want to be learning and growing. So the organization needs to provide the pathways, the tools, and the resources. That's the first pillar. Pillar number two is that managers need to be providing coaching, guidance, and giving space for people to have those conversations and grow in their careers, right? doesn't matter what the ambitions of the employee are, chances are they can't achieve anything without support from their managers. It's just the way things are set up in corporate America, right? In, in the corporate world, really around the world, right? I, we, you know, there's some companies that have tried to create more flat organizations and meritocracies and things like that. But for the most part, companies still have hierarchical structures. And if you as an employee want to move up, want to succeed, want to to grow somewhere, most likely you're going to need help or support from your manager. Not always, right? We can go around, we can apply for jobs internally. Maybe your manager's manager taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, I found this opportunity for you. That's happened to me in my career. But most of the time we need support from our managers. And that means we really need managers who 
are willing and able to have those conversations, to be supportive, to put their ego aside and say, this is not about me. This is about them. This is about my employees. This is about my team. How can I support them and coach them and enable them to be more successful in their careers? My own philosophy, as I mentioned earlier, I've done a lot of leadership development in my career. My own philosophy on leadership is that leaders are there simply to empower and enable their people to get their jobs done and grow in their careers. And it means that leaders need to be able to put their ego aside to say, this is not about me. How long can I keep you? What can you do for me? Can you help me be successful in my career? It's about how do I help you become more successful in your career? And I trust that by focusing on that will allow me to become more successful in my career as well. And that's what's important about leadership. So not every leader is going to be like that. Not every manager is going to be perfect, right? But what we need is managers who are willing to make space for a career conversation, to ask questions, to get curious, to have conversations and coach people. And coaching means not always coming in with advice, but to say, hey, what do you want to do in your career, right? You're doing really well right now. Where else would you like to go? How can I support you? And they may not have the answers, right? But to ask that question and have that conversation is huge and can be really empowering for employees. So we want managers to do that. And I mentioned my friend Julie Winkle Giulioni. She has a book called Promotions Are So Yesterday and is doing work with organizations to support managers to help them have more of those conversations about how people can grow in their careers. My friend Tim Hagen, who's been on this podcast in the past, has a company that supports companies in creating more of a coaching culture so managers have more conversations like that. My friend Kelly Dujois, who's been on this podcast, also creates leadership programs for managers. There's lots of companies that do this. My old company, BTS, creates business simulations and leadership development workshops. When I was with Advantage, uh, Advantage Performance Group is the sponsor of this podcast since the very beginning. They run lots of leadership development programs. One of them is the Multipliers program based on the best-selling book by Liz Weissman. I used to run that program a lot. Very successful, and I love that program. If you're looking for ways to help your managers become better leaders. We can do a whole another podcast episode about that, but I wanted to throw some resources at you because as much as I love doing leadership, I now am really focused on the third pillar. So the first pillar is about organizations, providing tools, pathways, and resources. The second pillar is about managers coaching their people. And the third pillar is about employees taking ownership of their careers. What does that mean? It means employees taking full responsibility for what's going on in their careers, taking responsibility for their ambitions, totally owning their career, figuring out where they want to go, setting a vision, setting, making a plan, setting goals, planning for the future, working on those goals on a regular basis, prioritizing their time, being willing to ask for help, and really proactively initiating conversations with their managers, with their colleagues, with others to talk about their career and what's possible, to go take advantage of those tools and resources. Because earlier we talked about, hey, the organization needs to provide these tools and resources, right? Whether it's a platform like Fuel50 or learning, you know, like LinkedIn Learning, you can put those things in place, right? But it doesn't matter if nobody uses them. And that's the case in a lot of organizations, right? You need the mindset shift. You need your people to be owning their career. So they're like, okay, yeah, that stuff's available. I'm going to go take advantage of that. I'm going to do what I need to do to own my career, to put a plan in place. I've got a clear vision of where I want to go and I'm going to start putting that plan in place. I've got a, a personal development plan, right? And I'm going to start following that and taking action on a regular basis. And that's where the real magic happens because 
Again, you can have the tools and resources in place. You can have managers that are willing to coach. But if you don't have employees who are willing to own their careers, they're still going to be drifting, waiting for someone else to tell them where to go. And their manager has no idea what to tell them, right? And they're going to keep looking for opportunities somewhere else, right? Because the grass is always greener. So you really want them to own their careers. And that, by the way, is where I am focused with my career and my work right now. As I mentioned earlier to start this out, I have a book called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And my mission is simply to teach and inspire more people to take ownership of their career. So I'm working with companies now actively to teach people how to own their careers. And I fully believe that when your employees, when your people are taking more ownership of their career, of their life, they're taking more responsibility, they gain clarity on where they want to go, they have an idea of what they want to do, they have a plan in place, and they are putting specific, smart goals together and working on those on a regular basis, I believe that you are going to have employees that have a lot more conversations with managers. I believe that you're going to have employees that are finding new ways to grow in your career, their careers. I believe that you're going to have employees that are taking advantage of the tools and the resources that are available to them. I believe that you'll have employees that are going to be opening up to new ideas and opportunities within the organizations where they work and exploring those before they start looking outside to gain more fulfillment. And I believe that if you have employees that are doing all these things, it won't always work perfectly, but if they're doing all these things, they're finding new ways to grow in their companies, in their careers, they are going to feel more fulfilled and happier in their careers. They're going to be more engaged, probably more productive as well, because what do people want in their careers? They want fulfillment. And how do they get it? Through growth and contribution. And when they feel like there are different opportunities for them to grow, and they really feel like their work matters, they, fulfill, they feel fulfilled, they feel happier, and they stay longer. And that is the magic formula for successful career growth, successful career development, and what you really want for your people and your organizations. And that is the new career framework that I was really excited to share with you today. And I know it was a, a long ramble to get there. I wanted to get everything out of my head in what I'm seeing and thinking and hearing and feeling about career development in big companies today. And I hope that it was helpful for you to think that through. I hope it was beneficial. I did a couple LinkedIn posts about the career framework, and I'll try to find one of those and link it in the show notes for this podcast. You can also reach out to me and I can send that to you. And if you are interested in having me work with you and your organization to teach your people to own their careers, feel free to reach out. If you're more concerned with how do I help my managers have more of those conversations? I'd still love for you to reach out to me and I can either give you some resources and guidance or introduce you to some people in my network who can. And you know, similarly, if you're working on the tools and resources part, check back on earlier podcast episodes that I've done, particularly with uh, Larry McAllister, with Julie Winkle Giuliani, with others, because there's a lot of great information out there that can really help you help your people become more successful in their careers. And at the very least, if you're just looking for some passive learning, I'd love for you to grab my book. It's called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. Website is ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. There's some free resources on there. The book is on Amazon. And if you're, you're focused on managers, I'd also recommend uh, Julie's new book, Motions Are So Yesterday, which is also on Amazon. Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. This is a new type of episode for me. I haven't done a solo episode in a long time. 
And I don't think I've realized how passionate I was. I knew I was passionate about this subject, but I knew I had a lot to say about it. And I really appreciate you tuning in and listening all the way through and, and getting to this point. By the way, if you are listening and you are into talent development and you are not yet a member of our talent development think tank community, I would love for you to go check that out. We have a call every Wednesday on different topics around talent development, guest speakers from our podcast. We've had Julie Winkle Giulioni as a speaker. Other people I mentioned, uh, Tim Hagen, Kelly Dujois, I think I mentioned a couple others. They've all been guest speakers in our community and, and many, 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 many others. And I'm excited for all the topics we have coming up for the rest of 2022 going into 23. And this is very community-based. So when we have guest speakers, it's not a webinar. They talk for a few minutes and then we open things up to questions and answers and contributions and we do breakout rooms and, 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 and discussions and things like that. And so if you're looking for something like that, come check us out. The website again is tdtt.us as in Talent Development Think Tank tdtt.us. I also mentioned earlier that this podcast is sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. I mentioned that we've been around for five years now since starting in May of 2018. So I guess that's four years. And Advantage has always been the sponsor since the very beginning, back when I was a partner with Advantage. And even after I technically left Advantage to go out on my own, they've remained a partner on this and, and sponsor of this podcast. And Advantage creates a lot of really great experiential learning programs. You know, thinking about organizations providing the tools and resources, Advantage is a great company to partner with because they have so many great leadership workshops like Multipliers. They partner with great learning solution providers like Kelly Dujois and Brent Snow and Liz Weissman and others. And you can find a lot of great information on their website, including free resources by going to advantageperformance.com. That's advantageperformance.com. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. I hope to share this with others. I hope you'll leave us a review on your podcast player if you haven't done that already. And I hope that you will tune in next time. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.